What's up, Nubians? Welcome to Tech Nubians, part of the Geekish Network. This is your weekly deep dive into video games steeped in blackness. With me, we have our man with a million plans, Chuck. What's up, everyone? Our producer, sleuther, and deducer, Shanae. Hey, folks. We have our engineer with no peer, Leon. What's up, people? And we got Travis. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I don't actually really know what Travis does oh. here, but like he's here. <laughs> <laughs> As always, I'm your hostess with the most is Cherie. And for those of you who don't know, Technubians is your weekly video game live stream and podcast hosted by Black industry technology professionals, where we discuss the what, when, and how you can get into this world of technology, specifically the video game industry. And we are here to sustain, inspire, nurture, and nurture successful creative technologists in their pursuit of black excellence and content development. Now, before we get started here, um, as you all may know, there was some very big news right now out of the gaming world uh, with the Activision Blizzard lawsuit that was filed by the state of California's Department of Fair and Equal Housing. We definitely need to talk about this. We need to talk about the toxic culture in gaming, um, specifically the industry, um, though, of course, like the attitudes are prevalent in all of gaming. Um, but, you know, of course, this is a really important topic. So I want to spend a little extra time on it today, and we're going to make that our long topic. Um, so before we get into that, though, let's kick things off with our news segment, Technusians. <laughs> so <laughs> Travis, do you want to start us off here? I think you have some news for us. Yeah, you know, I was checking out Gamma Sutra, you know, as I, as I do, which, uh, if, if you're interested in the game industry, you really should bookmark Gama Sutra. Mm -hmm. uh, it's where a lot of the industry professionals go, actually, to, to, to look at news. Um, and, and it says that over half of U.S. households now own a video game console. Um, you know, so everybody, let's pause a little bit for job security. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so the Consumer Technology Association, uh, you know, reported that 53% of U.S. households now own video game consoles, and it ticked up 10% year over year, um, and I'm, I'm thinking it's all because of the pandemic, really. I mean, you know, if, yep. if you're in your house, like, what else are you going to do, right? Um, so of those surveyed, 41% of those users now own a prior generation console, so the 360 or the PlayStation 3 or 4, Nintendo Wii, mm, and Switch. Well, 26% of respondents like the on the Xbox Series X or PlayStation just, 5. Just, huh? You know I'm petty. I'm the mayor of petty. He didn't deal. even say the Wii U, y'all. Right? He yeah. said Wii to Switch. Wii, yes. <laughs> and, and they reported that 30% 30, 30 of those surveyed want to purchase a, a console in the next 12 months. Good luck with that, by the way. <laughs> You can get okay. a Switch OLED. That's true. Maybe. Right? So no, you can't actually. Those are all sold out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. And so right. for those looking to purchase a new console, basically 21% uh, plan to buy a next generation console, while 15% want to buy a recent, uh, you know, so, or, or past generation console. Listen, listen you're, you're not getting a PS5, y'all. Just just go ahead and set, like, <laughs> I heard. Just settle Look, into the other consoles. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I, I think what it does, aside from you know, like I said, the, the obvious job security part, I think that really what this is showing is is that uh, we can officially stop saying that this is niche. We can officially stop saying that you know, or, or, or being surprised when people are gamers 
right? Like, right? you know, half of us are, okay? And uh, I think last time I checked, uh, there are more women on the earth than there are men. Um, Still? And so this just <laughs> further supports, you know, the, you know, my, my assertion and actually some documented proof that there are more women gamers than there are. Yeah. Can, yeah. can right? I throw, I just want to throw out here also, like, um, and I know you threw a little shade with them, but I did, I do have to kind of actually give a little credit to Nintendo for helping to kind of expand this, this base of gamers um, with the Wii. I mean, I remember I was still working at EA at the time when the Wii came out. And that was the first time I had people in my life who were not gamers, who came to the one person who they knew in their life that was a gamer and said, Shimmy, <laughs> can you get me the Wii? And I bought nine Wiis for people. Yep. I was wheeling and dealing. I was like jumping into lotteries. <laughs> I was getting my friends at GameStop to hide them in the back room. <laughs> but I, I tell you. Nine Wiis for people. Like I said, that was my aunt. That was my mom's best friend. That was like my cousin. That was like all these random people who were not gamers. Yeah. But yeah. The, thing, the thing that is incontrovertible here though is that Nintendo through the Switch and the DS and the Game Boy kills everybody in console sales. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. because that's because they're not really that concerned with what generation they're in now, right? <laughs> I mean, their hardware is always woefully underpowered. Okay. Uh, it's 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 always like half a generation ahead of where we, it should we, we be. Call that, we call that price play accessible, bit? Travis. <laughs> no, no seriously. I call that but, Nintendo basically just being Nintendo. But see, but, but honestly though, like one of the reasons why they, why you do wind up with Nintendo systems that are, are not in the same like technological category is, and you also look at the price point and you're like, oh, this costs 300 and that's 500. When you have your moms and your dads and your grandparents or whoever's like interested in gaming, they walk into walmart target or a game store mm -hmm. and they see a 200 hundred dollar difference that 200 hundred dollar difference is is uh the difference between saving up for something <laughs> like have like really making a decision and making it impulse buy well shanae like yeah. uh, th throughout all my you know uh pettiness and, and, and poo-pooing of nintendo <laughs> you own like ne two don't never you? never do you hear me say that they are an excellent business people, no no not at, right? all, not at all um they they you know they know their target audience extremely well yes. right and i will never ever ever take that away from them and oh what no this, I have was, said this was not refuting you this was more of a yes and oh. this is part oh, of the reason okay. why well, yeah, stuff is so what, <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying like what 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 i said and, you know in, in in just to set the record straight okay i don't hate nintendo i am just not their target audience and i'm at peace with that wait do you right? also, do you own a switch out of curiosity travis my daughter has my switch. Oh, sure. Oh, okay. right. <laughs> just yeah. like just like all the guys at my job. I was no no no. Those are the girlfriends and wives playing Nintendo dogs, not them. <laughs> so it depends I, on so it, it would depend on who you ask. If you ask me, I don't own, a, you know, I don't own a switch. Actually, if you ask my daughter, she would tell you I don't own a switch either. Even but though the, I swear the I, I asked it. it I think wasn't <laughs> wasn't to refute your point. The reason I asked was because like you said you're not the target audience for Switch. I agree with that, but you still own one. It's in your house. Because you have one in your in your household, yeah. right? Which yeah. is I don't which know is, where it is. <laughs> it's in the household somewhere. It's which somewhere is hanging out right? with my Vita, probably. Like, like even the previous <laughs> generation, even like during the Wii, remember there was that movement around the Wii 60 everyone mm -hmm. talked about? Like, yeah, you should get a, a Wii and a 360. And Nintendo's like, no, nah, we just want you to get a Wii and other Nintendo games, but the Wii 60 thing was like a thing for real. <laughs> it was a thing for real. Like, can I, and, can, and can we all honest. agree? Can we all agree though that, that 
the Wii is just the worst name for a console. <laughs> that no, it's about us. We. It's about we. It's about that we. is that it's is about we, Travis. It's about we. Just get over that. Now you know damn well that's not what you think about. So all right, whatever. <laughs> Don't talk about my we. I'm gonna just let Don't it go. talk about my we, Travis. We're in a public forum right now. Next story. Yes. <laughs> Triggered. This, Triggered. I mean, this wasn't really this like a good night, everybody moment kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> I know it, right? I mean, it doesn't entirely uh, segue to the next story or anything. Please. But, but please. let's 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 talk. I, I do have a story here, actually, about Netflix. So, mm -hmm. um, Netflix actually just um, canned three uh, high-level marketing execs for griping about their management over Slack. Um, the employees said that they thought the messages were private. This is uh, this is all according to the Hollywood Reporter. Um, they were caught criticizing Jonathan Health uh, Healthgott, who's VP of Original Films Marketing, and Bozema St. John, who is the Chief Marketing Officer. Now, I will mention um, that shockingly, none of the comments were reported to have focused on race or gender. Bozema St. John is a black woman, but they were quote critical personal comments made over the course of several months about marketing leadership. So I think this is kind of interesting because the employees, they weren't, it's not like they were reprimanded, they were fired. And the reason why that Netflix gave that they were fired is because they say they have, they have a culture of radical transparency that's in line. If you folks have heard of the book, Radical Candor, mm -hmm. it's in line with that book, Radical Candor. Mm -hmm. um, so they felt that the employees should have offered the criticism directly to leadership instead of surreptitiously. And they said that it was a, a violation of their culture. And I was just kind of, I thought this was kind of interesting in, on a few different levels, um, because one, I mean, nothing you say, nothing you write on Slack, first of all, or any of these, <laughs> any of these it's chat private. programs. not private. Nothing's private. It doesn't matter if there's a little lock symbol. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, like, nothing's private. Um, yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting, though, that they would choose this, choose to make this, like, I guess... I, I felt like there was an opportunity, like a learning opportunity here to kind of be like, oh, you know, we're going to reprimand these people. And this is the reason why, because this is a violation of the culture, as opposed to just firing them outright. So I'm, I'm just kind of curious what folks think about this, because I, I, I personally feel like this is something that happens at every company and probably something that everybody has done. I, well, I think that... I think the the core issue here, right? You talk about you know their HR saying, well, this this violates our cultural brand, radical candor, which is which is for the people, right? But in reality, HR isn't for the people. HR is to insulate and protect the organization and the leadership. They they literally aren't your friend, right? So so anything that you put in a document or any any kind of online network, HR can and will use it against you, much like your Miranda rights. Uh, so. Uh, uh, Tess Randis also made a comment. It's also worth noting that we don't proactively monitor Slack or email. The Slack channel was open so anyone could access the conversations, even though the employees concerned thought it was private. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is the other thing. Um, like, I have a feeling that this was probably like they had like a marketing channel or something like that that you could search for and anybody mm -hmm. could join. Because they found out about it because an employee, they said, happened upon it um, and it, it was over the course of several months and it seemed like some of the comments were made like actively while a meeting was going on with some of the other, with the marketing execs that were being criticized. And so that's why um, Netflix was like, well, they should have said it directly to those folks. Yes. Um, and I, while I don't entirely disagree, I'm also kind of like, like, this well, I just is, look at like, how does, how does, <laughs> yeah, how, how does this resolution help 
to reinforce radical candor within your organization. <laughs> like, I mean, opposite. how, like, well, it's exactly oh, it does. Like, well, the mistake they made, right? Like the real mistake they made was, was, was talking about this within a public uh, uh, company owned channel, right? Yeah, take that to your text chat. Yeah all, yeah, all they're basically telling people is to take it to your text chat, take it to your like your messenger or some, some other like non-work worn thing. But okay, so number one, you know, people are people, all right? And they admitted, like it was admitted that this, there was nothing that was sexist or racist or otherwise out of bounds. Mm -hmm. Like they weren't, they were like, if it was abusive language, kick their butts to the curb. Yeah. If it's just people being like, you know, frustrated about whatever, like, listen, we're all in the middle of a pan panorama pan pizza still, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to figure this whole thing out and yeah. people talk about stuff and maybe they didn't have the most healthy way of, 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 uh, of doing that, but it doesn't feel like if, if your goal is to reinforce that, hey, we, we, we care about radical candor here, so we're going to fire you for being radically candorous or, or like for your radical candor uh, in an open space. Like, well, wait, wasn't it was an open space? Isn't that radical candor well, or something? <laughs> I, I think I, uh, and once again, once again, I think that technology, right, is is at odds with, you know, how we how we do things. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and people have to relearn the rules, right? Um, or be more conscious of, of, of the rules, right? Um, we're now in a, an era of, you know, of, of humanity where everything you do practically is recorded in 4K, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it is Orwellian to, to, to the nth degree. So watch your mouth. Because well, it right. is being recorded, well, well, right? Yeah, and and well. unless you are sure that you are in a safe space, mm -hmm. watch your mouth. I'm digging so, through some of the comments, and they said they were personal comments against the person. They were personal they were attacks. Per they yeah. weren't. They weren't professional comments. Like you can't talk about somebody's person at work. That's yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That like, fair. like 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 you can't be like that nappy headed woman gets on my nerves well that's when well, it gets that's when it gets that's racist. when it got personal <laughs> but that well, but that's it's a, something that was interesting racist, yeah, yeah. Is they, they made a point well, this came like, from another black person yeah which could be the case it had nothing to do with race and it didn't have to do with like gender which i like I said yeah shock of all shocks because you know like whenever black people are involved regardless of someone trying to be professional it will always someone somehow yeah devolve. it could be like very true. that person's yeah. messy like the clothes they wear yeah you know, you say Red something Leo. like that, and they're like, yo, yo, you can't attack that person. You can attack yeah. their work and, and the mess they make at work, but don't attack the person. Yeah. Go ahead, Leon. Really, yeah. Really, thank you. Really what this boils down to is that if you're going to have a conversation that you want to be private or don't want to get back to any party for whatever reason, then use an encrypted media. Signal is a very good choice. WhatsApp is also another choice. Mm -hmm. You can even set your messages so that they auto delete after a certain period of time. Right, so literally have the conversation in person, or or use an encrypted message stream, but definitely don't use an open network like just a random Slack channel that someone can search for. Um, yeah, just, just yeah, you know. Or also and don't put it call. on open Slack have, channel. Have your phone call. Have a phone yeah, call. Yeah, do a yeah. phone call. I, yeah. I did want to touch on something Travis mentioned because he, he did he did make a really good point about like the sort of disconnect between like human nature and the technology we use to sort of communicate and stuff as well. And like I said, you know, I. I I'm not excusing this whatsoever, even though I do like uh, not having all the information. It does sound pretty, pretty extreme to for to go straight to firing as opposed to um like other methods of, of um 
of, of uh, correction. correction. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, like if the if the if the argue, like if the argument was the 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 venue that they used, like that's one thing. If the argument was that they even had any sort of con like conflicting or frustrated feelings they need to express. Well, now you're talking about human nature. <laughs> mm -hmm, yeah. And we have all been there. I mean, game development, we talk about how hard game development is. We talk about how hard like working within a team is, even though it is a necessary thing in order to build software, especially software as complex as these big AAA and quad A level games. Like you have to be able to work with people. You have to be able to work in a team, but we're, you also aren't a robot. You're also a real human being. And you yes. know, being able to express frustration in healthy ways is important. And uh, I, I just sort of like it's it's another yeah. thing for us to keep in, keep in mind of, especially because, you know, in in the before times, a lot of these conversations probably would have taken place in person, in person. over lunch or in a conference room mm -hmm. or something. And now because we're all remote, they tend to take place on company company mandated devices and, and, and venues and yeah, just a cautionary tale. Folks, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't text somebody's per person. I can't be like, "Yo, yo, Cherie, Travis gets on my nerves." If I have called him in the office, I'll smack him in his mouth. I can't I'm put that on the Slack <laughs> channel. Well, see, I think the first <laughs> half of that, <laughs> for real talk, I think the first half of that is within bounds. Yeah, Travis gets on my nerves. Well, I think it's the personal right? attack problem. No, no offense, Travis, you're being used. I, well, I, well, I mean. But but the first half of that, I think, is within bounds. The I would like to slap him in his mouth. That's where you're out of bounds. That's where you're out of bounds. Well, right? truth be told, I get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you write that to yourself, right? You're just mm -hmm. like, man, I got on my nerves today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I feel like I'm yeah. myself for this. Um, yeah. You know, the last thing I've kind of mentioned along this, because this one thing I will say that was kind of interesting. So there were two employees that I mentioned who were um, who were criticized, um, uh, mm -hmm. Bozeman St. John, and then also the direct manager of these employees, um, whose name was Jonathan Helfgott, their direct manager did not want to fire the employees. Um, yeah. He actually was fighting for them to, to retain them, but he eventually they said succumbed to, to internal pressure. So I, I really want to see, like, I mean, I'm waiting for basically like the uh. chat logs or whatever to actually be released as opposed to like just the characterizations because, yeah. you know, you can, personal doesn't really mean anything you know what i mean like it says oh there are personal comments i'm like uh what are the what are the personal comments i just want to know yeah. what it means yeah yeah um, and also it seemed like netflix wanted to fire these people anyway i think so i, I think, think that's so. what it comes down to they made it easy like they're not performing men are frustrated that they, they probably said something personal about their boss and their boss's boss and they're like you know what we don't really want them or need them and that place does that as an as an ex-employee of netflix if you don't go talk to your boss about your issues and you talk to somebody else, that's shunned. That's very, very shunned. Like anytime yeah. I had an issue with my boss, I could literally just walk in. Eugenia, I need to talk to you right now and walk in an office and vent and she would have to take it. Yeah. I mean, I think and that's, and honestly, mm -hmm. I think that's where they kind of fall down with radical candor part mm -hmm. because like, uh, you know, uh, actual like disclosure. I actually led a book club about <laughs> radical candor at mm -hmm. my, <laughs> at my mm -hmm. company. <laughs> So, so I'm familiar with the book and, and the concepts and everything like that for it. I feel like it was kind of like a miss to me for Netflix to not say, you know what, let's actually, you know, let, let's actually go in and speak with these employees and tell them where they missed on um, out with yes. like, with regard to like yeah. adhering to our values. And yes. it could be like, this is your final chance sort of thing. If you see this again, you know, then this is going to be, you know, then we're going to, like, you know, <laughs> that, you won't that, be surprised. That, that's out of Netflix culture, what you just said there. <laughs> that sounds out of culture. Fair, we fair. hired you to be the best. And if you're not, if you come any other form, this is not for you. 
Okay. This is All not right, for awesome. you. You know that coming in. They let you know that. They reiterate that to you over and over again. Yeah. You mess up, you're gone. Mm. You have to play like Kobe in game six every time. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um. All right. Well, you know what? Let us jump on. This is a good place for us to jump onto our next story here. Mm-hmm. I believe Leon, you are. You've got a story for us here. I do. Uh, so we've got some news out of uh, Redwood City in California. Electronic Arts has decided to re-release uh, one of their uh, own IPs. Uh, so they're re-releasing and rebuilding Dead Space from the gr- uh, the ground up. This isn't just a um, texture swap or up-resing, they're actually rebuilding the, the game, rebuilding all the 3D models using uh, modern technology to allow them to kind of exceed some of the limitations they had before, taking elements of the game they made in sequels and pulling it in. So for me, this, this is exciting. So this is this is one of my, my, my favorite games. I, I love Dead Space. I love its, its atmosphere. I, I say there are very few games that handle audio uh, is is yes. in a, is so sophisticated a means that uh, a measure as Dead Space did. Um, you know, I think it's also interesting when we talk about we talked a few weeks ago about IP and the cycle and new consoles, and we saw Microsoft do this a couple years ago, where they realized that there was an entire generation that had never played Halo. Uh, so Dead Space at twelve years, it's half a generation. So there are gamers now that have never played that game. Now, granted, from a strict rating perspective, they 12-year-olds should probably not be playing Dead Space, but 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 it's cool. And, and also selfishly, it's a game that's about an engineer. So so I so I dig that as well. So I'm I'm a big fan of Dead Space. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I saw it on Game Pass and was thinking about replaying it, but now I'm actually gonna wait uh, for the rebuild. I bought this game twice and will never ever play it. Never, ever play it. I don't play horror games. Mm-hmm. And every time I watch this game, people play it, I have a heart attack every <laughs> single time. And what are you attracted to? The install process? Man, no. It's just, just I, I want to support cover the art. game. The game is so good. It's like a but, severed arm. But, like but I buy Resident the Evil and I won't play Resident Evil. I'm at every console. Every Why day. are you buying these games? Because I'm supporting the industry, Travis. Just give them away or something. You know what? I, I will. Money where I, my I, mouth will uh, is, Travis. I like how he said that. Like I'm. T- oh, I'm supposed to know. Like I'm supporting the industry, Travis. That's why I'm, I'm carrying the industry on my back. I'm carrying it on my back <laughs> over here. Uh, you know, I want to play Dead Space on accident because I remember this is back when I worked at Capcom, and if y'all don't know, back in the day, back when we used to like you know work in offices and stuff, a lot of companies have um, company stores, and mm-hmm. so you know we'd often drive down to the EA the EA campus and like buy some of the, the games from their company store and same thing they come in they buy some from the Capcom store and a friend of mine I couldn't go and one of my colleagues said hey I'll pick up I'll pick up Rock Band 3 for you I'm like yeah awesome I'm like yeah if they don't have it what should I get you I'm like uh, I don't know maybe this Dead Space thing and he comes back with Dead Space and I was so disappointed because I really want to play Rock Band 3 you can't see this room it's actually got seven plastic guitars in it and two plastic drum kits but I played that game and it was so surprisingly good. Mm. I say this, I'm working at Capcom. We're making games with zombies. We owned the horror genre for a while, right? And I'm playing this game and I'm like, like, oh, jump scare, whatever. Oh, that body over there is definitely gonna come to life. I walk by it like three times, it doesn't come to life. The fourth time I walk by it, it comes to life. I'm like, oh my God, you scared me half to death. How dare you? Like they did really, really smart things with it. But for me the most, if I could say one thing, the most like, like uh, 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 like the most innovative thing they did to me, like they did like they did that I that I recognize in this game is because games were all about headshots, right? Especially zombie games. Right. So 
they said, we're not going to do headshots. We're going to have you cut off its arms. Mm-hmm. And that little, like that little change blew my mind. <laughs> completely so, changed the gameplay. So, so what you're saying is that you got past the install. <laughs> I did. Yeah, I got past what? the install. I, I played the first one. Again. I played the second one. <laughs> right, so you're supporting the industry, is basically what you're, you're saying. Right? I, I am. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I'm going to say, in, in Chuck's in Chuck's defense, <laughs> only bought it I, once too. <laughs> yeah, I, I also played Dead Space. I worked. I actually worked the EA on Dead Space Two, but I I worked. But you know, I played the first Dead Space. And like, dude, if you don't play horror games, do not play this game. <laughs> exactly. Actually, exactly. really scary. That that was one of the things that I thought was a really interesting takeaway from Dead Space yeah. One that they decided to kind of like to make sure that they fix for Dead Space Two. And I'm hoping they fix this in the remake. Is they said, you know, they were looking at the beats and stuff that they had for the game, and they realized, you know, they're checking also, you know, their their, their telemetry and everything to kind of and, and metrics to see like how far people got in the game, and a vast majority of players did not finish their game. And a lot of this they said was because they realized the anxiety, the people's anxiety stayed high the entire time. Because like, <laughs> yeah. and it was for the reason like my sister mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that stopped me from playing Dead Space, like when I was playing it, was when I walked past that body several times, it was just laying there on the ground. And then one time I walked past it and it jumped up and I was like, yep. I'm done. I yep. cannot play this game because there's no safe spaces in this game. Like yeah. I, I like, I'm like, that, that, that got me. I was like, I can't, I can't have to, I have to know where I have a safe space. I was legit. The map was cool though. The map was brilliant. The map yeah. system's smart. I was like, oh, this is great. It sounds great. And I was I like, think- oh, it's not dead? You got to cut off the limbs? <laughs> no, yeah. run, you, you run. What's, uh, what's interesting ahead, about Leon. this conversation ahead, for me, what's interesting is, is that I have a completely different experience with Dead Space than everybody on this, on this, um, like for me, and I was, I was still in sort of this examine mode uh, the, the, the whole time with Dead Space. I was, I was amazed at, their level of UI integration. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, and Absolutely. and you know, so to me, so to me, Dead Space wasn't even about it being scary because I'm very hard to scare. Instead, I was like, whoever made this UI, give them three yep. raises. Well, yeah. what, what UI, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. The car was yes. integrated into the character. Exactly. Beautiful. And the wayfinding uh, too the was wayfinding just was dope. brilliant. Yeah. They so, so for me, that that was, you know, so when people talk about Dead Space, all I'm all I'm doing is I'm going, man, that UI was awesome. You know, and and but you know, there's one other comment I want to make about the safe space, which goes into the audio, which is fun. So when I was playing Dead Space, my son was just born, so I had a really nice pair of 5.1 headphones that I was playing the game on, and, and that would actually help because you would get directional sound. There's something behind me, right? And I would and I would look, and then and there was a necromorph except for you went out into the vacuum of space. It's one of the few games where there was no sound in space. So I thought I was safe. Like, yeah, I can figure this lock. And I just happened to turn around and the thing's right in my face and I'm like dropping the control. No, no right? I don't, see, I can't. They, they did so many brilliant things. They, they said, they, they won tons of awards for the audio and for, yeah. there's this one scene, I don't even remember what it was. It was nearly near the end of the game. The tentacle? The audio, the, yeah, the, and the lighting, but like there was some large machine that was just turning and the lighting, effects they had on there were absolutely gorgeous and i was like this yeah. games are art i think yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and i think and i think that's it right like a lot like we've always said that 
you know, this notion of, of games are art and they can evoke emotion. And, and I can think of very few games that evoke emotions of fear, emotions of cringing. Remember when you had to inject like the needle in your eye? I think that, that was, was in two. two. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like freaking out because you actually had to like target it into your retina. And, and you know, 12 years later, I still have strong emotions and feelings about Dead Space. And so that yeah. is an yeah. excellent piece of art. And I'm glad that, that EA recognizes that this is something that they want to bring back. Uh, and I'm excited and I'll definitely be purchasing this. I'll be pre-ordering it. And I hate pre-orders, uh, but I'll be pre-ordering <laughs> maybe, it. Maybe it's, maybe, maybe the next one will be on the cloud so that Charles doesn't have to install. <laughs> all this judgment. All this okay. First of all, Travis, I own the physical versions of it. <laughs> on the physical versions of it, on the collector's edition of it, the legend, the limited legendary edition. Why are you it. flexing and you ain't even played it? It doesn't matter. I it watched somebody matter. play it. I watched somebody play it. So I was like, I'm not gonna play this game. Chuck, you should gift those to some people. I mean, you know? no one, no one gets. I bought Dead Stranding. Precious. What's up? My, my play it? Uh, no, I'm kidding. I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know the, the the one thing that. Uh, I don't remember what year this was for GDC. It, had, it was after Dead Space came out, uh-huh. uh, and you know this this week was GDC, by the way. In case anyone mm-hmm. missed it, I know most of us missed it too. But one year at GDC, they did a postmortem on Dead Space, mm-hmm. and I was still working at Capcom at the time. And so, like as a as a you know a a producer on Resident Evil games and an employee of Capcom, where we make zombie games, I was like, let me see what like how they went about designing this, and it was super interesting because. They talked about how so much of the DNA, the original DNA from Dead Space came from Resident Evil 4. And they looked at Resident Evil 4, which they considered one of the best games of all time uh, in the horror space. And they said, what does it do wrong? And they basically just went in and said, let's do a, let's do a retrospective on this game <laughs> and let's make Resident Evil 4 better. It's probably still on the GDC, um, it's yeah, probably on the yeah. vault or something like that. I, the, yeah, you guys should definitely Google that, check it out, um, see if it's on YouTube or I don't know, pay thousand dollars for the vault. Find somebody else's account so you can get in the vault. It's it's it was really good stuff. <laughs> no, uh, that's that's awesome. Can I oh, can I make one last question? No, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. yeah. Dead Space, the creative director said they used to look at mangled car accidents and stuff like that Ooh. to get inspired yeah. on how to create the creatures. That's what got me like curious about the game. I was like, Oh, what did they yeah. do? They used to look like like car accidents, uh, uh animal maimings. All kinds of things create this yeah. game. Did it get it? You, did it get you really curious, though, Chuck? It did get me really curious, but I won't play it. I won't play it. Not play it. I won't play it. Don't yeah. judge me. Don't judge me. You're yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't play scary games because things live with me. I think that, about that. Actually, might we might revisit some of that actually in our long topic today too? Because yeah. there's some bad yeah. stuff that came out of mm-hmm. that requirement too. For folks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, with, with that, let's go on to our, our long topic because, you know, this is going to be an important discussion. You know, I, I kind of talked a little bit about it, like, you know, in the intro here. Um, but we want to talk a little bit about Activision Blizzard, that lawsuit that was just announced uh, this week. Um, they're being sued by the state of California. And we just want to talk about, like, the toxic culture of the gaming industry in general. I mean, gaming, gaming in general, gaming industry in specific right here. Um, but what, to start us off here, does anyone want to just give like a quick, um, you know, background here to like what, you know, what this loss is about? What is the, what's the news with Activision Blizzard? I'll fill in the gaps here. Uh, I mean, the, the gist of it is, uh, like you said, the, the, the state of California, California Fair Employment Housing um, Agency is, is like levied a lawsuit against, against uh, Activision Blizzard. The lawsuit actually was, I think they, it, 
they've been working with Blizzard for about this behind the scenes for a bit, but um, now officially has become public um, because I think uh, discussions broke down. And what they're alleging is a systematic like culture of abuse and uh, uh, discrimination against women specifically that um, women were passed over for jobs when they were more qualified or as qualified as, as their male recipients, that they were um, systemically um, paid less, like the pay gap as well, uh, that women who were, uh, that pregnant women were discriminated against, that women were discriminated against because they thought they'd get pregnant. There were some specific examples that were um, called out uh, as well. It's a, it's a whole lot of stuff. And by the way, I, yeah. I, I just want to, I want to preface this by saying like a bit of a trigger warning for folks because there's, you know, there, there's a lot of bad stuff in there, including suicide. Um, and I'll, I'll mention that point real quick because I think that's probably the, the point that's really getting a lot of people's attention. They said that there was a woman who I, I think has been unnamed right now who um, took her own life while she was on a business trip with her supervisor um, due to the amount of um, uh, uh, abuse, uh, gendered abuse and, and, and um, harassment that she'd received, including people passing around nude photos of her at a company event, at a company Christmas party, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Yeah. You know that that's been essentially that's been the conversation. I think this broke on Wednesday, uh, yeah. like that, like right right in the middle of GDC. Once again, if anyone didn't know, GDC was going on. Um, what yeah. Is GDC? And, yeah, yeah. And, what is GDC? Look at uh, the Game Developers Conference. What was GDC? It feels like compared to what GDC right. was this year, but Game Developers Conference, which is um, a it's an industry focused conference. It's focused for industry professionals like that. Mm-hmm. And usually we all meet in San Francisco once a year and there's lots of conventions and talks and, and summits and all kinds of stuff. Actually, we talked about it, I think last, was it last week? I think right. we did last week. Yeah, yeah, check out check out last week's episode. You get a, a, a detailed um, description of what GDC is. Um, it was all online this year, obviously, because of the, um, the pandemic continues, but this news dropped right in the middle of GDC. And yeah. I don't know if that's coincidental or not, but it got a lot of eyes against mm-hmm. this. And that was basically what the, from, from Wednesday on, that was the entire discussion uh, in my, um, my gaming so. circles and chats. Yeah, very, very much so. And just to fill yeah. in a few of the, of the gaps you mentioned there. Yeah, this was, um, you know, this is the state of California. So I mean, basically the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they described the company as having quote unquote frat, bo- frat boy culture. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned, denying, empl- uh, denying promotions to female employees, engaging in se- uh, sexual banter, openly joking about rape. Um, and um, you know, yeah, other little things like you like you mentioned um, with like women not being promoted. They also talked about uh, women were criticized for picking up children during daycare and women being kicked out of lactation rooms so that male employees could have rooms for yes. meetings. That's right. Yeah. So wow. um, there is a whole lot of stuff. This oh. was a two-year. Um, this this was a two-year uh, investigation, um, and this lawsuit was just filed. Um, yeah. Uh, Leon, I think you had something you wanted to mention here. Yeah, just that, you know, one, recognize that, you know, this is the canary in the procedurally generated dungeon, right? So this is not, this is not unique to this particular company. Two, that, you know, as, as, you know, as, as, you know, I'm male, but I'm also a minority and, you know, recognizing that, you know, these kind of issues affect us all, the same kind of people that are generating this, this sort of toxic environment of women are going to be doing it to minorities. So this is everyone's problem, whether you, you know, whether you're a woman or not. And then, and then lastly, it's just, you know, for a lot of people, they think of Blizzard as a, as a company that makes some of the greatest games of our generation, right? In, in ter- everything, literally almost everything they touch 
has been has been a hit. Uh, and you know, we're we're getting some insight into how the sausage has been made, and it's it's ugly, right? And so so just keep keep in mind that in many ways, those of us who've been buying their games for the last 20 plus years have been empowering this kind of behavior against women. And that that's 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 a problem. Yeah. You know, and I just, I just want to mention also, like, you know, I've seen in several headlines where they kind of refer to like the company, you know, where the lawsuit refers to Blizzard of having quote unquote frat boy culture, you know, so I just want to kind of like get folks thoughts on this as the like frat boy culture and using that kind of like terminology, frat, room, frat boy culture, locker room talk, boys will be mm-hmm. boys. Chuck, what do you think about that? Um, and I mean they actually had cube crawls where they would get really drunk during the work day and make people crawl from cube to cube drinking. And while women were crawling, they would make jokes at them, grope them and Mm. threaten them with rape. Yeah. Like what? What? I'm just, I'm tripping. Who are the men that are sitting around listening to jokes being directly towards your coworkers about rape and thinking that's okay. You, you know, the, the thing sad is, thing is, it's, it's, it's everybody over there. Yeah, I mean, like, that, it's really not that like, rare. Like, you know, I, I can mention, like, when I was at EA, mm-hmm. um, I joined, there was a team that I joined. Mm-hmm. And the first thing one of the supervisors said to me is like, hey, Sheree, you don't mind if we talk about other women in the office, do you? Like, and yeah, I'm we, like, what am I supposed to answer to that? I'm the only woman on the team. There's four so, other guys. They're like, we, we're going to talk about other women in the office. So we had when I went to work at, mm-hmm. uh, not not to rag on EA or anything like that, it was my first game, my first job in the game industry, and it was 20 years ago. Um, I was one of two women that, um, like the first woman who had been hired on the floor in like six months. Uh, one of two women, 300 guys um, that we worked with. And uh, I, it came out a few weeks after I got hired that before they, like before I started, between me getting hired and me starting, um, my manager uh, had had a don't make me fire you conversation with all the men on the floor, which was essentially there will be women working here. There haven't been women working here for many, many months. Don't make me fire you. And that was interesting to hear about that for me, right? Because it was like, first of all, who are you hiring that you need to have this conversation with? <laughs> and then also, since that information was kept from me, I'm like, wait a second, do you think that there are some sexual predators in this room? that you just hired me and one other woman to work on this floor. And we weren't like, I found out about this by accident. We weren't even clued in to like something that could have been like something directly related to our safety. Like, why is this accepted? Why, this is why I hate terms like locker room talk or mm-hmm. boys will be boys when it's like, no, it's like actual sexual harassment it, and it, violent, like it, verbal abuse. Like it's, it, it's Lord of the flies just happened it, and there's no adults it, in the room. It makes it feel almost fun when we say it's locker room talk instead of yeah. like it's you saying it's like verbal abuse <laughs> or saying that it's like it's it's sexual harassment. I, yeah, I once worked you know? at a studio and I heard many years before they they were bought by Activision that they had to clean up themselves and they had no people of color working for them and no women. Mm. Yeah. Well, no black people working for them. No <laughs> yeah, let me yeah. be very specific. Yeah. And that so, they had you know, to clean up the whole entire studio before they can get purchased by Activision. Mm. And so Travis, that, Travis, you look like you have something on your mind. No, I mean, I this, let, this let, is, wait. Let's all is, take a moment. Is, let's all take a moment and just get our size out because yeah. <sighs> it, this, I mean, this is this is, this, is awesome. this is serious. It's yeah, like you know and. When I see stuff like this, I, I, I go back and I 
I try to like do an audit on myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I got into this industry when I was 19, right? Um, and so, although I've never gone there, I'm sure there's things that I shouldn't have said. I'm sure there's a behavior that I shouldn't have taken part of. Um, I'm sure there, you know, there, there are things that I shouldn't have co-signed even silently. You see what I'm saying? Um, so that's why it hits, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it's not enough to just, you know, to, to, for it to, for, for you not to co-sign it. It's, you have to go further than that, right? Um, it's, it's funny because I, you know, I, I feel like I had this moment of clarity when, when I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, is this what white people feel like when black people tell you like how things are like for real, for real, mm-hmm. right? And they instinctively start to try to absolve themselves from it in such a way where they'll tell you, I don't see color or, you know, or everybody's the same. And it's not, not, not all men is that or not all men or or, or whatever. Right. And recognizing that just makes me feel very small. Right. Because I know I could do better. Right. And rather than saying, you know, that's, that's, that's not me. I just need to have a different mentality, which is to say, when I even think I see it, I need to say something. I need to be very proactive in the opposite direction. And um, so reading that was terrifying. And it's not cool. I I think to to add on to what what Travis is saying, and and this is for, I've been in situations professionally where I've seen racial things and I've spoken up and that's hard and it's terrifying, right? Again, you're that one person in 300 and when they're doing the lifeboat scenarios, you don't, you don't, you know, for promotions and reviews, you don't want to be on the bottom, right? So, so that's, so that's hard, right? You know, there's a name for this. It's called the bystander effect. And, and, and it's, it's very difficult and it requires a lot of inertia to overcome. Mm-hmm. However, we must. So, so I, I have a good friend of mine. She is a product unit manager uh, over in the Xbox software group. She's been a manager and mentor to me for many years. And we often have discussions about, you know, particularly in the last year about, you know, Black Lives Matter and the racial issues that we've had. And, and I called her up and, you know, I basically said, look, you have, you have asked how you could be an ally to me Given this, how can I be an ally to you? As Travis says, we have to be active, right? It is, it is, it is scary uh, when when you're like, man, you know, they can manage me out for this. I got, I got a mortgage, I got mouths to feed. But if I expect other people to make that same sacrifice for me, if they see something bad this racial, how can I do any less? How can I demand equality for myself if I'm not willing to stand up for other people? So, so it's hard. No matter what your industry is, we have to stand up to this, right? We say frat boy and, and boy, frat boy culture and boys will be boys. And one thing I'll say about those descriptions is it's childish, right? It's, it's childish. And these Thank are supposed you. to be grown men running companies. And this is not how men act. This is not how I was raised to act around women. And it disgusts me. So, 
so yeah, like the thing I would say is, is you act, stand up, do something, but we can't, we can't let this affect the, the women that we work with. And actually just one more, one more quick point from a corporate perspective, it's stupid. Some of the most effective, yeah. some of the most effective executive producers I've worked with have been women. Right. You have you, you look at these companies that make mistakes where they run into something and they put something racist or sexist out. What saves you from that is diversity. Yep. People in senior positions at your company speaking up and saying, you know, maybe that's a little racist or maybe that's a little bit sexist. Maybe we shouldn't put that in our game or our ad or whatever. That saves you millions of dollars and apologies and destructions of your brand. So it is stupid to facilitate an environment that is that is not conducive to having strong, diverse voices within your company because that's only going to make you more successful. Racism, sexism, this stuff is expensive and it's stupid. And it, yeah. we really got to fight it. And if you don't know, just ask. If you don't know, just ask people. Like, you know, right before this show, I asked, you know, I asked the twins a question just about sensitivities and, 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 and they corrected me. And there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with that because they can clearly tell if you're asking, you give a damn, right? Mm -hmm. You, you, you want to, you know, you want to correct yourself, you know, because we all grew up a little differently. We all, we all have different like sensitivities and, and whatnot. And if it's no skin off your back, you know, to to just correct certain behavior that that helps out, you know, your fellow person, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? And, and so just ask people. You know, one, one yeah. thing we should, we should eventually cover too, and maybe we can do this a long topic one day, is how, is like how to be an ally. Cause I think a lot of people theoretically mm -hmm. know what they should do, but when they're confronted with it, they, they, they seize up. And I think that'd be a great thing for us to talk about some, even at the end of this call, we can talk about some, some, um, uh, some, some uh, specific actions that people can yeah. take to get out of that bystanderism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, here's, here's one other thing I want to mention because, you know, after this broke, um, you know, for, first of all, a lot of Activision blizzards, like all of their social media and stuff has gone, gone silent, unsurprisingly. Um, you know, there have been a couple statements that were put out by Activision blizzard, um, some of the statements uh, that the statements that were put out by the actual company were were kind of a little like combative because they're like, oh, you know, they're they're you know the uh, the Department of Fair and Equal uh, or Fair Fair and Equal Employment they're they're bringing up things that were put you know that happened ten years ago and we have worked hard to like over the last couple of years to try and like correct the culture issues which mind you by saying you worked hard to try and correct the culture issues it's an acknowledgement that there are cultural issues that are happening also so, if you said it happened 10 years ago and it's also happening like you know three weeks ago i'm like it sounds like you didn't solve it it, it sounds like there's a pattern there 10 years ago doesn't sound like oh that was 10 that, that abuse was 10 years ago some of let's let's focus on the abuse from last week i'm like that sounds like you're describing a systemic issue guys I know, I know, and, and 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 actually, I mean, a couple of the people like this. This is, um, I think, the CEO put out a statement, um, and this is one of the things that always like it. it <laughs> in some ways, amuses me because you always have like a company that'll put out a statement and they'll be like, "This is unacceptable, completely unacceptable," and I'm thinking zero but tolerance, but yeah, zero tolerance, and I'm like, "But you've tolerated it, and it has been acceptable." Mm -hmm. So at what point does it become completely unacceptable? Maybe they're talking about future tense. I'm not really sure. But the reason I want to actually talk a little bit about this also is I want to talk about this is not the first time this has come up. I mean, maybe this is very, you know, it's it's very prominent. It's, it's, it's you know, in the news right now because like um, it's actually a state like taking action. It's not just like allegations that are being mm -hmm. made by some of the employees. But 
this is not the first time gaming has like come to this moment. No. Um, and I just want to see like, can someone talk a little bit about like, you know, the because I, I believe this was circulating like last year when we were talking about gaming's Me Too moment and stuff like that. So maybe yeah. we can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because uh, uh, as sad as it is, uh, yeah, it was about this time last year, um, like June of last year, we were talking about the Me Too movement running through games. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even remember what the specific thing was that it kicked it off. That's what's sad about it is that, um, uh, you know, it's, it's like when we talk about systems and, and you know, the pervasiveness of, of, of this sort of toxicity in our, in our industry, it, it, it's like, I remember the, the, I remember the time, but I don't remember the exact event. Um, but, but yeah, uh, I think the thing to, to really sort of, uh, sort of hammer in here is, you know, I know that, you know, last year it was, it was some other company this year, uh, previous years, it's been Riot, Riot had a, a, a big, um, uh, had a big lawsuit that was brought against somebody. It was about two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, uh, like the, uh, Ubisoft. I think it was Ubisoft last year actually that was was also dealing with it. Uh, it's not just Activision. It's not yeah. just Blizzard. Like that. That's the thing that I think because I've been seeing a lot of folks online who've been saying, "Well, let's just let's just boycott Activision Blizzard. Like that's the solution. Just boycott them." And I'm like, "Are you going to boycott all games?" Because yeah. what I'm telling you, like, this is not just a, a problem with a single company. Some companies might have might have specific examples or might have, you know, particularly, you know, big spikes in how horrible, mm -hmm. horrible events. But but trust me, like what happens at these companies so often is that, you know, when they when this stuff gets, you know, when the light and uh, of truth and error come in and they get found out and these companies get, you know, people get let go or fired or you're allowed to quietly leave. They don't just evaporate they go off to found other companies yeah, <laughs> or they yeah. Go off to like smaller companies and so there's also this this misperception is like oh just the big companies it's a problem with just the, the activisions and the blizzards and the ubisoft i'm like guys no i mean at smaller companies a lot of indie companies don't even have uh, an hr to like even pretend yes. that they have folks to, to to protect employees from this stuff when we say it's a, a universal problem we really do mean it's a universal problem it really is and and just to, just to add to that right like just to look at the look at blizzard and look at how diverse their characters are in their games right they, they had black paladin they had you know uh, you know women in, in diablo you look at all the people in overwatch so from the outside you would think oh they're 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 a little more progressive right like they're they're these yeah. they're hitting these beats that other people are hitting as consistently and it's just like nope best strings has pool you know yeah, so uh, let's not let's not throw the the baby away with the bathwater okay like inside these companies there are plenty of people who you know believe differently and act differently but yes but their their bosses or their management or their companies in general should be you know held accountable for this well, right so yeah that's, I, that's I, all I i'm saying is that I, you can, I, I don't and, and that's that's fair and my intention there is not to say the entire company is, is is trash my intention there is to say from the outside it is it might be easy to assume yeah. that this is a, a more positive and pervasive environment when again, you know, these elements exist even in a place we would think was was probably better than than other companies. So that's that that was my that was my intention. No, we, we yeah. tend to assume that this is like you just, you know, a few bad apples. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You just, if you just get rid of the this person, this person, this person, okay, they're out. Cool. Now we're, we're good. good, right? And it's like no, it's not good because uh, if anyone, if I'm sure everyone who's watching this probably remembers the knows that there's more than just a few bad apples, as the saying, a few yeah. bad apples spoil the bunch. So if you think about the mm -hmm. fact that these these companies and these cultures have been persisting 
for a lot of cases decades and like and this 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 behavior has gone unchallenged for decades and it's not that women and people of color and lgbtqia and any folks from marginalized identities and, and uh, marginalized sexual identities haven't brought this up it's just that there's not a lot of us and it's super easy to bury that and it's super easy to get retaliatory like so many, like many of the stories that we hear about this is because folks will say, well, why didn't you bring it up before? Why'd you wait three years or five years or 10 years? And it's like, a lot of times people do bring it up. Yeah. But when you're yeah. like literally like one or two, maybe five women that work in like a 300 person company, no women within their upper management or within the actual decision chain for stuff. Talk about, be, we, we say people are marginalized. We mean marginalized on many different axes. And when we talk about allyship and why allyship is really important, especially in the moment, uh, it's because like when black folks or when women or when folks are bring, like in a meeting and something happens and you try and call out, we're the, like, we want, we need allies to stand in front of us. Yeah. Not to come to us afterwards and be like, Hey, I really appreciate that point you made. It was really cool. I mean, I didn't want to say it in the meeting. Cause like, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, put myself out there and become a target, Too but I'm really job. glad that you continue to be a target for everyone here. Like yeah. that's what we need to get past because that's not allyship. Like that, that's just ego. I want to, <laughs> yeah, totally. I want to, I want to make a point here about why this is why this is good, um, and and what I mean by this is good is I mean like why we should encourage, uh, you know this this representation. Um, you know the first story that we talked about today says that you know their their consoles in fifty percent of of households. It's a known fact that if you actually talk about mobile gaming, for example, like women are the majority of mobile gamers. Um, I just want people just to sit back and think about what your entertainment would look like if women weren't a part of it. Like about making these stories, telling these stories, creating these stories, creating the art, creating the technology and so on and so forth. And what we're doing is we're killing it. We are killing it because we are not letting these people tell their stories. We are not people, we're, we're, we're not, you know, empowering other people to express themselves. And so I just want everyone to just sit back and imagine what it would be like without uh, this representation in other, uh, in other forms of media. Yeah. Whether or not we're talking about television, we're talking about movies, we're talking about comics, we're talking about novels. I mean, seriously, people, technology, all those things. Like if you start alienating you know, half of your population, we all suffer. Yeah. We all suffer, right? Mm -hmm. And so it just makes sense for you to empower people who are not like you because, damn it, you just never know what you're going to get in exchange. But I, I guarantee you, it won't be less. It yeah. won't be and, and you know, um, you know, just to kind of harken back, I think, I think Leon, you mentioned it before when you were talking, and, and Sis, you, you were talking about this as well, um, you know, where it's kind of like, people will say, oh, well, why didn't you bring this up before? And, and we're like, we did bring it up before, right? This is the other thing. Um, and I think Leon, yeah, it, it really is, right? I mean, I think you mentioned this, Leon, where it's just like HR is not necessarily your friend. HR is there to protect the company. Mm -hmm. Like many times, if you go to HR, yeah, they're there to protect the company. You know, yeah. you often have times have to go to like forums and find functions outside of the company, like the EEOC, you know, yep. or like government and state agencies that regulate the companies in order mm -hmm. to, to get some kind of relief. And sometimes people don't like, sometimes people don't want to have to deal with that. Right. And, and so, yes, I mean, we can say, well, why didn't you say this before? They probably did. They probably did, or they may have raised it before, 
but it's it, because there's so much inertia here um, and because there are oftentimes bystanders who don't really want to kind of like jump in and actually like proactively support this or like or you know to call out these issues it, it is very easy for this this culture to 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 persist um you know one, one last thing i'll kind of mention on this um is that um you know like when I, when I talk to talk to friends and talk to people like and they're really interested in gaming and they want to go into gaming and stuff like that i feel like we have to have a version of the talk you know we always talk about the talk that black parents have to have with their kids mm-hmm. um and there's a version of the talk that like women will have with other like young women or people who want to go into gaming to be like hey there's a lot of great things about going into this industry but here's things you need to know about going into this industry right because i don't want people to be taken off guard like i was caught off guard you know about you know about like some of the things that you will encounter and some of these structures that are there that are really ingrained and are very difficult and are gonna you know that you're going to run into like you will run into and and some of those frustrations you will have um, because I want people to be able to to last in the industry. I want people to long, like I, I twelve li- years was my limit. <laughs> twelve years, I was like, all right, I'm gonna stick with tech. I love tech, but let me just sidestep out of the gaming industry and I'll just watch from like you know from the outside here. But um, but yeah, like twelve years is my limit for that. But I would I want people like my sister who's been in there for twenty years. You know, like I want there to be more women who stay there because as Travis was mentioning, like those are important voices which are falling out of the industry because of a toxic environment and it needs to, you know, we need to find ways to improve it um, and we need to be, we need to be active about that. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, I made a point earlier about, uh, you know, folks saying, oh, we should just boycott Blizzard. We should just boycott, you know, whichever company um, uh, is, is in the news today. Uh, and then, uh, and then, you know, it's so interesting to me, like how we go in cycles and how short our time, our, our, uh, our memory is right. Because, yeah. um, like this is not the first time the allegations of abuse have been brought up. Probably not the first time for this company either. And certainly not the first time in the industry, even in the last five years, um, there even, uh, you know, the, the other thing like last year was talking about the amount of overwork that, um, the, the, the folks, uh, 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 at Naughty Dog experienced uh, in order to get The Last of Us out the door. And I remember seeing a couple of articles that were written that were saying, hey, you know, we shouldn't support this. By the way, game of the year. By the way, how many how many yeah. nominations did I see Last of Us 2 just get at the GDC awards on Wednesday? Basically, ha- like at least like 60% of the awards was Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and Hades were like these nominees for it. So it's to me, it was really interesting juxtaposition to see Hades and Last of Us 2 when it's like, hey, you know, we let people go home at five and like, hey, we don't let people go home, you know, and those things sitting next to each yeah. other and we reward it. Like we we do this whole thing in our brains. The yeah. whole concept of separating the art from the artist is to me one of the most toxic concepts that even exist in the English language because it allows us to get away with, get away from engaging with the often toxic tendencies of the person who created the thing that we like and then it makes us still feel like well you know i know this person is you know morally uh toxic and you know poison but but they made this thing i really enjoy and i'm not saying that like you know once again like everything every all your faves are problematic like i'm not saying that you cannot engage with problematic uh with content that was created by problematic people because that would basically limit us to like i don't know like one book just technubians only technubians we're we're kind of problematic too but (laughs) but the point is you cannot separate the art from the artist and that's actually something that us as consumers of art and as consumers of creative properties need to get through our heads that like it is also 
like we also own, own responsibility for the stuff that we consume because like leon said when you put when you run your credit card or you know do your paypal or whatever for for whatever um you know when you buy something you're hoping to support that thing and use your dollars your dollars are your voice <laughs> almost more so than anything else that's what companies pay attention to so very true all right folks i know we are coming right upon the end of our show so I do want to thank everybody for this discussion, though, because I mean, this has been really, this has been really um, interesting. And I think it's a really important discussion. We need to continue to have this, right? Because I, the thing I, I will mention, I don't want us to get stuck in this, like, we just talked about it phase that we get stuck about in everything. And then like, a year from now, we are talking about the next lawsuit or the next allegations or whatever, you know, for another game company, or maybe who knows the same game company, um, you know, Action really is the most important thing here. And I think um, what you were talking about before, before Shanae, about like actually um, having a show about like how to actually be an ally and how to kind of move beyond the talk and discussion and research phase and actually into like the action phase will be really important. So thank you all for like this conversation, because like I said, this is really important stuff. And, you know, I love talking about it with you folks because, you know, I mean, y'all are all brilliant. And I, and, I, and I know we're all trying to just make everything better for the industry. So. Don't, don't try, Travis. That is hasn't get even bigger. I don't know if that's possible, yeah, but we can certainly try. I don't either, but there's lots of space on the screen, man. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. I want to get a shout out to Digital Click for all the creative that they provide for each and every show here. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn more about Tech Nubians and Travis's big head, <laughs> make sure you hit up technubians.com. That's T-E-C-H-N-0-0-B-I-A-N-S.com. Please follow us here on Twitch. And if you like our vibe and want to learn more about game development and everything geek, please su consider subscribing to the channel. Also, please follow us on all our socials. Uh, search the Geekish Network for all major social media platforms. Um, so check out the schedule for the shows for, for the Geekish Network. We're going to have tonight Pod Squadron and, uh, and Nerdtastic tomorrow. So... I think that's everything. Everyone, thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate your, your support. And we will see you all next week. Everyone have a lovely rest of the weekend. Take care, y'all. See you all.